You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of How It Stacks. I'm JD. And I'm Willis. And today is a very, very special show. We're talking about the one, the only... Professional Wrestling. Exactly. And to help us with our topic today, we've got kind of a, a knowledge expert, if you will, right? Yeah, a little bit. We've got a fact checker. <laughs> fact checker. <laughs> we'll just get well, – there's, there's no lie. You just know more than we do. You can say it. Yeah. I have a wealth of uh, useless knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is my uh, my longtime friend, A.J. Knowles, is going to be on the show with us today. How are you doing? What's up, A.J.? So tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, man. I am uh... – from Baldwin County all my life. Uh, spent a lot of time watching TV and uh, on the internet. It definitely sounds like you're going to fit right in on the yeah. show. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what we what we do and what we talk about. Right. So uh, today, professional wrestling, right? Now, I know, Gabe, uh, you did watch a lot of it as a kid, right? Oh, God, yes. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I watched a lot of it when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I like shame a, a shameful amount of it. <laughs> we I don't, don't remember a lot of it, but it's probably for the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched a shameful, shameful amount of professional wrestling when I was a kid. I went and saw live shows. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, oh man, it, it was it was awful. I, I bought video games. I read now. I, I read video magazines. games are badass. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in uh, in a bit. But I am a uh, I'm a huge fan of the video games still, but the uh, you know I I played with the toys I I watched the episodes every week I mean every Monday night I watched Raw and uh, uh, so you're a WWF or WWE uh, when WWE I was guy. when I was into it when no when I was into it it was still WWF it was before the pandas took our F away <laughs> F and pandas yeah. <laughs> Pandas took our F away, man. They they made you get the F out. Mm. So so AJ, right? So tell us like I mean obviously you're a huge wrestling fan or, or were right previously yes previously on AJ's life yes. <laughs> uh, I, you know I just I grew up watching uh you know the Monday Night Raws and the Saturday morning shows and you know all the I wrestling came Saturday on. I, I was a sports enthusiast and uh, as a child. <laughs> sports. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> it's entertainment, degree, damn it. <laughs> you know, but uh, my my sports, my actual sports teams were doing uh, fairly poor when I was younger, so I had to resort to something, and uh, professional wrestling was that thing for a while. Now, I, now I do have to interject before we we get to our our, our mix master over here because I don't think we introduced him yet for the show. So I do apologize, Mr. Jared. We'll be right with you, sir, after these brief moments with AJ. So you, you I, just some one point that you just mentioned is, and you said that you went from professional, like actual, like like football and and, and right to to wrestling, right? Okay, like wrestling came afterward. Yeah, right. Like I, I, I was a Saints fan yeah. in the in the early days <laughs> when the bags were still overheads and whatnot. So now it's reverse. Now if you're a wrestling fan, you wear the bag over your right, head. right. <laughs> now it's male soap opera. Exactly. I'm just, I was, it's an interesting. It's an interesting jump to go from yeah. from actual. I don't want to say it's it's professional wrestling is not a sport, but to go from like watching football every Saturday morning to hopelessly addicted, you know, or totally involved into WWE 
is 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 quite a jump. So we'll dive all into that as the show progresses. But Mixmaster Jared, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. I just had to sit through two and a half hours of WWE history today, so that was <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. The- the research for this has been both fun and excruciating. Yeah, my wife told me I was no longer allowed to do research for this show. <laughs> it involved men in tights. So, luckily, at Robin, least until we do Robin Hood. Yeah, at least until we do Robin Hood. But, yeah. but until then, no more men in tights in my house, <laughs> which rules out my lingerie for her for the rest mm. of the year. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully she'll get by that. Oh yeah, I could see you, and uh, yeah, you're you're definitely uh, uh, you're definitely barred from wearing your spangly little speedo. Oh yeah, and it's... And, and knee high fucking boots. <laughs> They're moonwalkers, bro. <laughs> moonwalkers, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I mean, we're all it's it's kind of funny. You know, the three out of the four of us here had had watched uh, sports entertainment growing up, right? So, AJ, you're the guest host today, man. Why don't you kind of walk us through uh, a, a little bit about your childhood and kind of kind of what it meant to you to be a fan and, and to kind of have that there for you. Well, when I was younger, you know, I started watching when I was, you know, five, six years old. You know, at the time, I didn't realize that it was uh, completely fake. You know, it was what? Before, it was before they called it sports entertainment. Back then, it was wrestling. And uh, I grew up in the Deep South, so, you know, wrestling was the thing, you know. See who's the strongest and fastest, you know, get in there and beat the other guy up. And for all I knew, you know, those guys hated each other, and it was real, you know. So there, there, there was an element of, of actual sporting there, you know, for the younger years. And then as it as it progressed, it just deteriorated and uh, became male soap opera, more talking than wrestling, and, you know, less steel chair. <laughs> so... When, when you started watching it, I think uh, kind of give me a, give me a early '90s, late '80s. I'd say, yeah, early ni- about 1990. I went to my first event in 1992. It was at the Mobile Civic Center, WCW yeah, Beach that's Bash. That's Raw too. Yeah, that was. Uh, actually, I saw one of those matches you were talking about when I was doing the, some research today, and it was actually pretty. It was a decent little match for especially the time period back then. You know, I mean, these yeah. were like. You know, it's not like it is now where they're like uber professionally trained. These are guys just learning through, like you know, coming up through yeah. the sport, taking yeah. these falls and taking these hits and falling on like steel girders and and, and ramps. You know. Well, they've had. Uh, I remember in uh, in Beyond the Mat, they ha- uh, they uh, they do a uh, they do a piece from uh, from the school where they all train. Yep. And I, I know it's it's one school that trains all of these guys. The heart, it's it's, it's I have the no idea school. what it's called. It, 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 it's well, they they have uh, different schools. Uh, oh. WCW had their own school. WWF had their own school. It was just a, a training academy. But I think that came on mid '90s or yeah. something when when wrestling was really taking off. Yeah. But back in the '70s, I think it was pretty much any guy that could swing a steel chair and yeah. and look cool doing it you know yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's funny that you mention that right because we look at a lot of the older footage of of wrestling yeah, and, and yeah. like it's 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 not like it is today i mean the, the guys out there today look like models and, and like you yeah. know actors and stuff but the guys back in the day had like beer guts and oh, like and glorious 
glorious mullets. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man, just the best yeah. mullets outside of Texas. Look, I'm not here to judge, but they had glorious back hair as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just, I just like, watched some, and man. Like I, Gorilla Monsoon. It made me feel better. I won't lie. It made me feel better. Right? That's, mm. <laughs> wrestling, keeping Jared's self-esteem above. Right? Yeah. Occasionally, I may just go back and watch the first 15 minutes of that honey, documentary. It's, honey, it's not that bad. Look what it could be. <laughs> right? And these people were on TV, babe. It's exactly. Fine. They got paid to look like that mm. so uh, I mean we've gone through you know we've gone through the two of us what I mean did you watch it as a kid oh uh, I was um, so wrestling and I have a really weird relationship like I'd be all about it for I don't know you know maybe a year year and a half two yeah. years and then I'd fall away from it and then yeah. a couple more years would go by and then I'd come back to it and then I'd watch it again so you've actually watched it on and off from childhood to today. Well, like how that, long has it been now that before you research? Fucking for this say show? it like that. I sound like a total loser, but you know, <laughs> shit. Uh, I mean, I remember Hulk Hogan as a kid. Um, I remember like Macho Man and, and, and that whole kind of era. Yeah, see, I was I was around for a little bit of the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan stuff, um, but I, I really kind of came into it around like Undertaker and Bret the Hitman. I think Hart so. I think uh, I think my the big years that stand out to me were maybe ninety six, ninety five when yeah. HBK. Um, yeah, you know, really started taking off, and, and his career started going places. And then uh, I think Triple H had just come aboard. I remember the debut of The Rock, which was really kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, see, I think I think The Rock The Rock came into it right about the time that I quit watching it. Yep. I mean, I I, I don't yeah. know why I said yep. I can't I can't guarantee <laughs> that's when you quit watching it. But yeah. I assume. Diddy's like, yeah, I was uh I was looking through your bedroom window. <laughs> yeah. That's about. I remember that being about the right year. I was standing in the bushes. Yeah. In, in my in my moonwalker boots and leotard. That's what you get, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. again, I, I think we're on par to have another vagina drying podcast. Uh, yeah. Just... <laughs> uh, you don't get much. You don't get. I, I don't know. I mean, again. This stuff is insanely popular. It is, and and we're gonna get all into that in a little bit. Um, but I, I, again, I think it it goes it really goes to show like the type of impact it had. You know, as a kid, I mean, we talked about you know with AJ like mm-hmm. it was something he turned to because his his professional sports weren't on, his his football yeah. wasn't on, his um wasn't on, and and for me, I mean, it was definitely you know, and, and we'll, you'll hear me say it a lot. It was the classic good versus evil, the bad guy, the yeah. heel, the face. Yeah, you know, um. I mean, it was all about like. I mean, it was it was fun to go home on like a a Monday night and and like I would run past my parents' bedroom when they the lights would be off and I would like take a blanket and I would throw it over the TV to hide all light from the TV. But then I created a sauna, so like I'd be sitting here watching like Monday Night Raw, like like sweating profusely like, <laughs> as a little kid, just because I wanted to see. Uh, I mean, what was going to happen? Was, was the bad guy going to yeah. win? Was were the good guys going to make it? And that's another thing is is as as I got older, it got it started getting raunchier. Did you you know? Did you holy that? shit? You I know, mean, like it, it used to be it used to be real squeaky clean. It it got almost to the point of softcore porn. Yeah, uh, yeah, and really still today, you know, they grease the women up and have them go in there and do crazy stuff. And you what's, know, what's what's crazy stuff? And just say it slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, we're gonna need a little bit more more detail. On yeah, that. yeah. They AJ, get they get just short of the hustler club. <laughs> Damn it, he went a, nice. Like you kept it PG. Um, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, it, it it went from what you said right back in the day, just just about wrestling to entertainment to sports entertainment to to now this 
giant of uh, entertainment media or whatever we call it. Um, it's kind of ridiculous now. Like, I remember an episode of Raw uh, a couple years ago where they literally, like, advertised it as this celebrity or this superstar is going to have sex with this superstar. Yeah. On air. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm like 20-something years old, but I yeah. might have to tune in and watch this. You know what I mean? Like, because the chick, I mean, she was cute. So that's why you kept coming back to wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's like every couple of years, J.D. Yeah. Like, hmm. Every, every like, time they advertise. Maybe I, should, maybe I should check and see if anyone's gotten banged on the air. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there, there's also there's a direct correlation between porn and wrestling anyway, because what happens to most of the chicks from wrestling? They go, they go, go do Playboy. Porn. If they can't make it into Playboy, then they just go do straight porn. I mean, they put China in Playboy. Jesus yeah. Christ. Have That's you ever seen chick. a manlier chick ever? No. <laughs> like, like I, th- I think of that, and that's three times, I think. Oh. Yeah, we're 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 running a count on how many times JD says like in the podcast. I I will like out of context. I I will cut it back tremendously. I, I assure you. Yeah, well. You know, last week when we were talking about uh, uh, last show, not in the last week, but uh, last uh, last show we were talking about Voltron, and it was just a huge thing for you, and you were visibly shaking in excitement, like you you really 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 wanted to do that show. I kind of wish we were on a video show because it was rather humorous to watch JD talk was. about Voltron. <laughs> yeah, I, I AJ, I got very excited about Voltron. See, you know, Voltron was like my childhood, like. Yeah. You might and say you might say he got aroused by Voltron. I did. I, I lost my virginity to my right hand because yeah. of uh, Princess Alora. And oh yeah, it was glorious. glorious I, I have to admit, I have no idea what the hell that is. Yeah, now I feel like the nerd. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. So well, we can't all be cool people yeah. and have grown up on you know professional wrestling. <laughs> right. Uh, we couldn't have spent our time watching wrestling, AJ. I'm yeah. sorry. I picked Voltron. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, look, I, I had to pick somewhere to learn my politics from, and when I saw Sergeant Slaughter fight the Iron Sheik. I knew that America <laughs> was the good guy. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Oh man, that that's just such a that's such a fantastic sentence. When I saw Sergeant Slaughter fight the Iron Sheik, that's an album name. Like, yeah. We're gonna start a metal band, and we're gonna name the, our first uh, album Skull that. Ships of Doom's first. Yeah, album Skull, is... Ship, Skull Ships of Planet Doom. First album is gonna be when Sergeant Slaughter fought the Iron. Uh, you... What was it? The Iron Sheet. The Iron Sheet. You realize, like, when, when when this whole, when we do our first season of this show, by the time it's over, we'll have a full discography of just, like, random snippets of shit that we hear throughout. <laughs> It'll be glorious. So, we were talking about um, how things have changed over time, right? Like, it went from just being about the actual, quote-unquote, sport of wrestling to the actual entertainment side of it now, right? And and I think that we, we watched a little bit of snippet before we came down yeah. to record tonight and it was it was. I mean you, you like it's very like shiny and glitzy and glamour yeah. and it's it's nothing about like what it was back then and, and talent and, and the Bret Hart's and the yeah. um British Bulldog. British Bulldog. <laughs> oh, I forgot about British Bulldog. Bastion Booger, the the head shrinkers, <laughs> you know, the Andre the Giants of the world. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's exact it's a good point. And um I mean so did did that uh it, it did. It, it's it just it was crazy to watch the evolution of it. And it happened so rapidly. Like yeah. I remember as a kid it was you know 
you, like I said, good guy, bad guy, and then the lines became a lot more blurred as the 90s progressed and the Attitude Era came about, and then Degeneration X, and then the New World Order, and it, and it really changed it. But it still was one of those things where you're like, holy shit, I've got to be home. I've got to, I've got to watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the problem with it is the, the the reason I think it changed so much so quickly is because the oversaturation of the sports entertainment. You know, they were doing a a Monday night show, a Saturday show, a Sunday show. You know, and then now all a the Thursday show. Where all the real stuff. You know, happened. they were spread these quote unquote athletes, and, and you know they are athletes. Yeah, what they athletes. do takes athleticism. They're you not know, fighters. They're athletes. But you know they they were pushing these guys so far, and you'll see like in Beyond the Mat, these guys go through grotesque injuries, and you know come back, you know night after night after night, and they're doing this. And you got to remember they're touring all around the country. It's just like a band or or anything else. Yeah. These guys are having to suit up, and sometimes it's not in front of a camera. Sometimes it's you know Peoria, Illinois, you know yeah. Civic Center, you know. No one, no one's gonna know about that. But they're killing themselves, oh, you know, yeah. night after night, and it just goes on and on and on, you know. So they had to break it down and, and and start giving these guys speaking parts, you know. So now it's a soap opera. Now you can have a guy come out with a microphone for 15 minutes, literally, and talk about absolutely nothing, you know. Me and Gabe tuned in last week, and this guy comes out to tell us his name. You know, he spends After. 15 minutes oh, telling yeah. you a pronunciation. Never once did he call out a wrestler, perform a wrestling move or anything. He just came out doing the cha-cha and yeah, it, told it, us and his this name. Is, this is immediately following a solid five-minute ballroom dancing segment. <laughs> right. because he No had to, bullshit. He had to choreograph his entrance all the way from the exit ramp, you know, into the ring, you know, yeah, doing the fandango. Uh, it's, it's him and this chick doing a ballroom dance all the way out in you know, this big, like, five-minute long dance number. And then the chick he's dancing with vanishes. Like, like, she's gone. No more camera time. She was there solely so he would have a dance partner. <laughs> well, and to make him look a little more hetero, because come on, that yeah. outfit wasn't doing him any justice. <laughs> well, the fact that you're his, calling his out name his is outfit. his name is Fandango. <laughs> it sounds. I want to order movie tickets from him. Is that not a movie ticket place? I'm pretty it sure. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. I feel when I'm I should sure call him, he should sit, send me movie tickets. <laughs> Evil Dead, if you're listening, Fandango. Oh yeah. I'm just curious. Um. So we're talking about the the evolution and how it changed, yeah. right? So we got AJ's perspective. I yeah. mean, Gabe, what's your thought on, on, uh, on not necessarily? I don't want to know how it stacks yet, but I want to yeah. know like your thought on the evolution process. Well, uh, you know, uh, I basically just go back to what I was saying earlier, where you know, uh, I watched it as a as a very very small kid, and I don't remember a lot about it. I. Uh, I watched it until I was about, eh, I don't know, 10, 12 years old, somewhere in there. And uh, at that point, I just, I, I don't know what took my attention away from it, but I, I just, I, I don't know, I lost interest in it. And uh, I mean, I was, again, I was a huge fan, but for whatever reason, I guess it just kind of grew out of it. Masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you know, the the timelines do lock up. Well, some somebody told me once that uh, teenagers start to get uh, distracted by their their previous um, engagements, whether it's you know playing with GI Joes or watching wrestling. Yeah. It was uh, from the fumes. It was car fumes and perfumes. So you know, it's a little bit a little bit of that. I'm sure. Uh, oh yeah. Now as far as I mean, as far as how it changed, I don't know. 
again, it was so far back and I was into it for, you know, at such a young age and for a relatively short period of time, I didn't really notice a lot of change in the, uh, you know, in the, the actual, well, let's go ahead and call it a sport. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, by George Carlin's rules, it couldn't be a sport because there's no ball. Um, well, there's, there's like four in every ring, unless there's been an accident. So. <laughs> or it's the women's championship. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Ah. <laughs> but I mean, as far as the actual evolution of it, yeah, I was into it for such a small window that, you know, apart from the games, I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really see much of an evolution in the actual makeup of the show. I, it was very interesting to, to kind of see it progress. Being a, being the younger fan that I came in as, you know, Hogan yeah. and and that, and then watching the Shawn Michaels, which Michaels was, he he's he a great entertainer, you know, and and what he did, I think, for that genre was he yeah, helped kind of work a crowd. He 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 would actually he pushed the the sex appeal of the show. He mm-hmm. he he pushed like the he brought the women perspective into it. He brought in like a lot of lot of that, and it all helped. Uh, uh, push the whole genre i think forward yeah. in that direction the attitude era the the new world order the, the generation yeah. x and the raw is war and the monday night war is and, and, yeah. it, and it really pushed all that i mean a, a few obviously there was more than just him that contributed to that you know but he's just a name that stands out because he was mm-hmm. like my favorite as a kid you know like yeah. i wanted sean michaels to win yeah long yeah, so that brings up another point uh you know top three who were your favorites oh shit okay so favorite all-time wrestler Starting with Jared, I didn't really watch as a kid, so yeah. I'll just go with Hulk Hogan because that's the toy that I used to play with because that's what my cousins had. had so <laughs> it was probably a Hulk Herald when they would Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. Uh, I you remember the, the shirt with the slits in the back and everything. So Hulk Hogan, we'll just go with that by default. Yeah. Fantastic, <laughs> AJ. Uh, well, I've got I've got two really. I, you I have can't, three. Oh, I, no, I, yeah, top three. I, okay, top three. Uh, Jared's uh, just he doesn't count because he doesn't have he doesn't like. Well, I have to know. I have to say the. Uh, <laughs> The ultimate warrior, mainly oh, because yeah, I forgot about the warrior. he always looked like the most roided out freak that could ever walk the planet Earth. But he's like a fucking genius or something. Like if, if you do research on this guy, he's supposed to be like some super smart, you know, super intelligent. Like you could actually have a conversation with this guy. And and to me, he always just looked like a caveman. Like you know, he goes to the bar and clubs the first drunk bitch in the head, just drags her back. <laughs> <you know? laughs> But uh, it, it was Ultimate Warrior, and uh, you know, personally, I, I thought one of the most racist wrestlers ever is uh, Tatanka. <laughs> oh, oh shit, yeah. Tatanka! Because, because we had to drag the Native Americans into that, because that—that's what they did. They put up ropes in the fields, and you know, <laughs> did their tomahawk Tatanka. smash. Your wealth of knowledge, sir, is impressive. I forgot about you. Tatanka. Oh, right, yeah. so, so we have now. I remember he was one of my favorites on the early video. Games. Yeah, we have we have Tatanka, and you've got the Ultimate Warrior, which by yeah. the the way you get fucking props for both those because I, yeah. I didn't even think about this dude. right and, and the other one would have to be uh everyone's favorite wrestler i mean who else came in drinking beer in a pickup oh, yeah. truck besides stone cold steve yeah. Austin, the, we the entrance about... would give you tingles you know <laughs> he did have a pretty bad I, I, I never got tingles from steve austin oh come on the shattering glass. <laughs> don't you lie game i see your beard twitching right now <laughs> oh uh Let's see who are uh, so, so you, uh, notice you know, I pawned that Austin. question off on everybody. So Steve Austin, Tatanka, and uh, what was the other one? The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, 
Uh, see, my favorite ones were I, I had a uh, I, I really dug Razor Ramon a lot. Hey, not uh, a bad guy. Yeah. Hey, a quick piece of information. He actually based that off Al Pacino and Scarface. Yeah, he, he, I can, you can. He tell. went to Vince McMahon and completely uh, ripped it off. I, mm. I watched a uh, a documentary of sorts with the bad guy. on uh, yeah. Scott Hall, uh, aka Razor Ramon, yeah. who is a very very bad off junkie right now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually we were watching a we were watching a terrible movie a couple of weeks ago. Was it, it was, Ginger uh, Dreadman? Insane Clown Posse's Big Money Rustlers. Oh yeah. It was awful. My That's bad. right. If you want to uh, waste an hour and a half of your life, oh, get that terrible. on Netflix. <laughs> I there's I, there's nothing that the insane clown posse could ever release. That well, you, would ever you know they're want pro- me to listen to it or watch. They are professional wrestlers themselves. They have their own wrestling league called yeah. the Juggalo Championship Wrestling, <laughs> where they have such wrestlers as Cactus Sack. <laughs> no shit, I couldn't make that up. No, I, no, uh, I, I would hope not. Anyway, so. the the reason we brought that up was uh, uh, Razor Ramon plays a uh, plays a part. In that's in this movie, he's a narrator, and he looks awful. Doesn't? Oh man! Oh, I, in, I feel bad for the guy. In the documentary I watched, they were paying this guy for appearances at a smaller. When I say is smaller, this, is venues, this Razor Ramon or Razor Ramon? Okay, yes. I, well, I, Scott Hall is his real name. Right. Yeah. So now he just goes by Scott Don't you Hall. Lie to me. He will always well, they, be Razor Ramon. <laughs> they pay this guy to go into these small civic centers and town halls. I'm talking, you know, 200 seaters, you know, at best, with half the stands full. And uh, in one of his last appearances, they literally had to have two grown ass men on each side of him to carry his wasted ass to the ring, and they just paraded him around. Like like the corpse of Ronald Reagan or something, yeah. you know, or like just... FDR before everybody knew he was crippled, right? Right. They'd actually, you know, no. Or or, or, or okay. the boy something from the like Game that. of Thrones, Bran. I, yeah. I don't watch the show. <laughs> I've seen the first. Two I was seasons. just trying to give us something that was you know modern yeah. that we can all grasp onto. <laughs> but uh, back on topic. This uh, I only so gave. You, I only you, gave Razor got, Ramon. He's got uh, he's got a good top three. Jared's got his one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Razor, uh, Razor Ramon, Mick Foley was always one of my Mick favorites. Mick Foley, yeah. uh, Mankind. He had four or five different names. Cactus he was Jack the, and Doodle. He was the big crazy one. There's uh, a, the, uh, well, there's a shit. Then, uh, uh, and I can't believe this one hasn't popped up yet. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh man. yeah. Rest oh, in peace. Yeah. Snap into a slim jim. Oh yeah. Rest in peace, Macho Man. Yeah. Sad to see him go, man. Let's not forget, he was in Spider-Man, and it was fucking amazing. Bonesaw's ready. May or may not have seen that. May or may not have seen that movie. Which which I think is funny, because he played the exact same fucking character in that movie that he did in real life. Oh, yeah. Bonesaw. (laughs) I just, Bonesaw's ready. Like, real guttural. You know? Um... All right. Oh, so, and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, mankind, Razor Ramon, Macho Man. All right, so your um, turn. I'm interested to see how our top three would fight each other and who would win. <laughs> okay, so I've got my all-time favorite's got to be Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah, just grew up big fan of his. Um, loved him throughout, you know, uh, his DX era and, and all that. Even you know, like when he'd pop back on, you know, the last decade or so, I'd catch, just tune in to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then uh. Oh shit! I huge Rock fan. Yeah, I think I think The Rock is is one of the reasons wrestling is as big as it is. 
today. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor. I was about to say he's actually I don't I don't I never paid attention to him while he wrestled, but he's actually yeah. a really good actor. Like I don't mm. like his kids' movies, but they're I mean. He's a decent actor. I just think it's yeah, weird I think to he's, see him as a kid, in a kid movie. But he's he's, great. he's he, he. I mean, like his moniker or, or whatever. He's like the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Like you, you fuck yeah. yeah. You're like when I when you step on the ring or you're in something. Like mm. you've you've got my attention, dude. Like you know what's up? Let's hear yeah. it. Um. So, uh, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, and who? Shit. Oh, I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna have to switch one out on my top three. There's one that I can. forgot dude, about. Dude, it's not a tag it, match. It's not. Nah, nah, it's, 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 there's one I forgot about that definitely takes the uh, takes right, the top so, spot. But continue. Oh man, um, is that a tease that you just did? Is yeah, that what that is? Yeah, that's <laughs> what like, it was. And after the break, I'm gonna change out <laughs> one of my top three. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that's how we roll here. Shit. So if I had to choose my three, uh, oh, man, it's a really tough call. Um, you already said the Rock. I got the Rock. I got uh, I got Michaels. I would. I'm, yeah. I'm leaning toward Triple H. Maybe yeah. the Cerebral Assassin. You know. Yeah. Uh, He's definitely like paid his dues. Uh, listen, yeah. let me talk about like I know the yeah. son of a bitch. Hunter Hurst. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. But I mean, he came back in in the early days of wrestling when it was, mm-hmm. you know, about the sport. And then he just found a way to make it work for him and stuff yeah. with it throughout. I yeah. find it interesting, though, that the only one of us who says Hulk Hogan was the only guy who doesn't know anything yeah. about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, you know. It, it seems like the obvious choice. And, it's, and it is because he's insanely popular. Right, but it so always has been. Yeah, but but I, yeah. I have to say this: Hulk Hogan had the gayest finishing move of all time. Oh, it was yeah. the weakest See, leg even, drop. I don't even ever. know what that is. So, is that what he usually finishes? But, yeah, he would okay. bounce off the rope one time and, and then drop, drop his leg. thigh okay. across your throat yeah. without it ever making a connection. I thought it was then, a yeah. bedroom move, but you know, <laughs> whatever. It, 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 hey, it, he got two kids out of that finishing yeah. move. <laughs> And you know, and with a name like the Atomic Leg Drop, I mean, of course, you're going to get a couple of kids out of that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what I was, uh, what I was, I've, I've got to change one. Uh, I'm taking Razor Ramon off. Hey yo. And I'm putting in the best there is, the best there will, uh, <laughs> the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. Yep. Crickets. No, no, it, it, it was it, it, it was a good choice. I, yeah. Um, I, I think it's funny. I mean, Razor Ramon, Razor Ramon sparked more of a conversation, but hey, well, I was I was big on Bret Hart. Back nobody then. talked about like you know the, the Goldberg or yeah. Cena well, or any. Well, of those these dudes guys were all later. You know, the yeah. Gold, Goldberg came in as the anti Stone Cold. He was the WCW's answer to Stone Cold. Look, same tights, yeah. bald head. You know, goatee. Yeah, you know, same guy, and, and he was cool. But you See, know, John Cena always struck me as kind of. The Stone Cold clone. What? Mm. He's know, like Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, I mean like he would he would wrestle in jeans and he would drink beer and I've never seen. I don't John know. Cena maybe not. I don't know. Again, I'm not that familiar. I don't know with what John type Cena. of dreams you have. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like you might want to check those. Before we okay. Go. Um, Gabe's I stand corrected. He's like, yeah, I used to drink beer and. Wrestling and jeans, wait, and wait, I wait. really didn't watch anything, so I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I stand corrected. So, we're getting ready to head into our commercial break, right? Before yep. we do, I think we should do a little contest, you know, and, and, and kind of test our, our wrestling chops. Is anybody, are, we, are we ready uh, for that? I, I know what you're going for. I, I, man, I don't... Uh, 
I'm going to do it, and I'm going to embarrass myself. No, no. It's going to be I, well, terrible. I mean, what if, what if we just change the rules, and, like, right now you got to cut, like, a 10-second promo, you know, about, like, you know, <laughs> you beating my ass or AJ beating your ass. Or, <laughs> right? You know, or, or we could just go with the, like, who could lay, who who can say the, you know, oh, well, do you well, smell before, what the rock before is Before we do that, we have, to, we have to give each other wrestler names, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. you know, if we're going to do, if we're going to do a promo where we're threatening to kick the shit out of each other, then we have to know what to call each other, right? This is true. This is true. All right. Uh, did you already come up with? I, one? I, I am a. I am a dangerous John DePue. <laughs> Grizzly Willis. That's good. I like that. I'd, I'd have to say I, I used to have long hair, and people used to compare me to uh, the Lord of the Rings. So I'd have to go with T Baggins. T Baggins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Too good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And we already know what your finishing move would be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Uh, what about you, Mr. Mix? <laughs> I can't stop teabaggins. <laughs> that's too freaking good. That's, that's a good that's one. That's great. Uh, I'd have to go with uh, Budlong Bulldog. It's probably what I'd go. Uh, bulldog, bulldog Budlong. Bulldog Budlong. Bulldog, bulldog Budlong. Yeah, yeah. We'll you got to swap it up. We'll do that. Or just right. Bulldog. We can do either way. Well, no, Bulldog's taken. By Davey Boy Jones. My bad. I don't watch wrestling. I don't know these things. <laughs> but Bulldog Budlow. It's good. Or Budlow. Which, but, which, you Bulldog. Know, there. The, all, of these, all of these could technically be porn names, too. Yeah. yeah. Mine also doubles as my porn <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> really? Tea Baggins? Tea Baggins brings the pain. I was very. I was craving some green tea, but now I yeah, just think no, it's converted. No <laughs> all right. So are you ready to cut the promo? Or, all right. Or, or, uh, or? We'll, we'll we'll give it a shot. I didn't I didn't write anything. You know I don't I don't have a script. Uh, you know. Whoa! What, what you say? Script and wrestling like it's not like they're one and the same thing. Am I? Am I missing something? <laughs> whoa, whoa! Are you trying to ruin wrestling? my childhood memories here? Yeah. Scripts in wrestling? <laughs> are you telling? No. Are you telling me there's some shenanigans afoot? <laughs> I call shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so who am I fighting? Am uh, I fighting? It's your uh, choice, dude. Uh, no, I, I think it should be. I think it should be pitched. Uh, I, uh, one, one of you guys volunteer. Who's who's the matchmaker? Uh, okay, <laughs> fine. If I gotta choose, let's do. Uh, just because I want to say T Baggins. T Baggins is coming <laughs> dick, for you, you boy. Took mine. He was my rival for this show. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, no. I, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll switch it. Well, I'll do you. You can do him. I, I'm not doing anybody. <laughs> JD, you can do T Baggins. Uh, yeah. You can do T Baggins. I get I get T Baggins all to myself. <laughs> This Saturday at Raw, Grizzly Willis is going to show you what the bear's about. <laughs> that was excellent. Dangerous John DePew, you don't know what's coming for you. I, I, I think that's as much as I got, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> without, without, uh, without actually writing it, that's the, the first thing that comes off the top of my head, man. <laughs> I like how you went kind of like macho man, like, yeah, you know, like some bit. You know, grizzly yeah. you know, character. That so, it, is it is it is it standard practice to talk to talk about ourselves in the third person? Oh God, yeah, that's what oh, they do in wrestling. Oh, that's going to make mine better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, I'm fighting you, and then you get to fight the the mix master here, and then he oh, gets yeah. to you know he gets to do whoever he wants. You get a, you get a, you get a doing liberty, Jared. All right. <clears throat> so let me uh, 
clear my throat. Yeah. This is a little feel on the spot doing yeah, this, no, right? A bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I wish I wish I had prepared this. This All was right. this was a last minute edition. It is. This night on Monday night, I will come to you, T-Baggins, and I will show you what it really feels like to be T-Bag. After I stomp your ever-loving T-Baggin head into the ground, I'm going to give you a taste of what JD is brewing, and that's dangerous T-Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that ahead of time? No. Oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> it's like you've done improv or something. I don't know. And that's and then I'm done. I'm not, I can't host the rest of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We ready for teabaggins? I guess that's on me. <laughs> Tonight on Thursday Night Smackdown, teabaggins is going to drop a bomb on the bulldog. You better keep your mouth shut because I'm going to feel it. <laughs> You better keep your mouth <laughs> shut because T Baggins is coming for you. <laughs> one of the one of the best lines I ever heard in a movie was from uh, Zach and Mary make a porno, and they're in this bar, and this gay porn star who's played by Justin Long says, uh, "If you don't shut your mouth, I'm gonna stick my dick in it." <laughs> And it just resonated for the tea baggins. It's like it should be there. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> I feel like, man, I have been so thoroughly upstaged. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm pretty sure his promo is cut, right? So I do believe, you know, Jared the Bulldog owes us a promo. Yes, yes. For our upcoming main event. I heard there's a little bit of smack talk going down this last week, and I figured I'd take all three of you on. I'm going to live dangerously. I'm going to take you out, Mr. Depew, and then I'm going to take the grizzly and make him eat tea baggins off. We're going to take him down. I'll show you what you put in somebody's mouth, boy. I'll take you down this Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> wow. That was, that was great. I feel like we all should have waited a little bit for that one. <laughs> Damn, I'm I'm a I'm a little uh a little blown away by that one. We need to uh, we need to pay our bills, as they say. Yeah, so please listen up, enjoy some words from our sponsors, and uh, we'll see y'all soon. This Geekio Network podcast is brought to you in part by Squarespace, the best place to find e-commerce, content management, and website hosting all in one place with some of the lowest prices around. To start your free trial today, go to www.geek-io.com squarespace. And by Tweaked Audio. They've got seven great styles. They've got seven great colors. Well, technically six. And then they have wood. I don't call that a color. Maybe you do. Miked and non-miked versions. They're designed to sound great for music and talk, like podcasts. Engineered for durability, they've got a noise-reducing design, compatible with iPods, iPhones, Android devices, and all MP3 players and most phones. Don't forget you get one-third off of your order. That's right, you get 30% off. Just use the discount code GEEK. Oh, and one more thing, they've got free shipping. Find them at www.geek-io.com tweaked. Welcome back to How It Stacks. My name is Willis. I'm Dangerous John. Or JD. <laughs> Grizzly Willis. <laughs> and with us today is our uh, our special guest, T. Baggins, Mr. A.J. Knowles. T. Baggins. <laughs> T. Baggins is coming for you. And, we, and then we can't forget about the Bulldog, oh, yes. Budlong. Bulldog, Budlong. <laughs> <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're in the second half of the show, uh, we've, we spent a lot of time talking about the childhood experience of... of Professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Let's let's go on and make a point. We're not talking about wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. 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 Uh, 
So we, we talked about our childhood experience with wrestling. Now we get to talk about the adulthood experience. Uh, you know, of going back and watching it now. We're not getting into how it stacks just yet, but things like, you know, what what aspects of sports entertainment do you like now? Okay. The first thing that stands out the most to me is the intro music, right? I feel that I should have a goddamn theme song <laughs> everywhere I go. And it and it can change to, depending upon my mood, sure. But I feel that when I enter a room, me, I deserve an intro song. You want fire and lights like, and music. With, with want, a smoke machine. I, oh, yeah. I, want, I want fucking pyrotechnics <laughs> when I walk into a room. It could be my bathroom. I don't give a shit. I just want something to explode. <laughs> You know, that sounds like such a great idea in theory. Think about how awful that would be right. in everyday life. Imagine the cleanup. Every time, you, every time you enter a room, an explosion, a bunch of confetti and all kinds of crazy shit starts flying everywhere. Right. I have a Lights young one. Lights and smoke. And I come home late from work. Cheesy 80s rock. Honey, I'm home. You're like, oh, fuck. Kids awake. But everybody knows I'm home. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, intro music. I mean, it just, it was one of those cool things that when, when the, uh, performer or wrestler would come, would come down or I mean, even when it would queue up, there'd be shit going on in the, in the ring and you'd hear like Stone Cold's music blare on and you're like, holy shit, it's going to hit the fan. And then like out comes Stone Cold, you know, you know, running down to the ring with a beer or whatever. But it was yeah. just, it's one of those cool things that just made it unique and, and kind of special was, was the intro music. You yeah. know, every, every artist or not artist, but every performer had their own song. Um, some changed all the time. Like I'm pretty sure the game has, mm-hmm five different themes he's used over his career, which mm. is a lot considering Stone Cold had one, maybe yeah. two. But I but I have to point out the game has went to great lengths to have the greatest music ever because what did he do? He sought out Motorhead? Lemmy from Motorhead to do his intro and where it's not the greatest Motorhead song ever written. You know, the fact that you can go to Lemmy and be like, I want you to be my intro to the sports entertainment world. That That's fucking awesome. By the way, yeah. quick question. Who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? Uh, that's a trick question. Lemmy is God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at some point we're going to have to do Airheads. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could do a whole episode on Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, back so, on topic. You know, I mentioned one of my favorite things, you know, uh, was the intro music. A- a- AJ, I mean, what, what was one of your favorite things as an adult? As an adult? The whores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Is, that, a, I gotta, uh, is I, that tea baggins or I is can, that AJ? I don't know. Well, we're one and the same, yeah. sir. I think if the whores were around, there would be teabaggers. He never breaks character. Teabaggers doesn't drop the ball. (laughs) I I have to interject because you made an awesome point just by Mm. mentioning the word kayfabe. I I don't know. I assumed it was kayfabe. K-A-Y-F-A-B-E. It's it's – the, what the wrestlers, it's a term the wrestlers use to always stay in character. And it's like K-Fob or always. K-Fit, right? Broken they, bones. There's a, an yeah. awesome example of that where Brett the Hitman Hart is on the outside of the ring on the ropes. And he gets shoulder blocked and he falls onto the barricade. And it like cracks his sternum and he can't breathe. Like punctures a lot. I mean it was just a terrible injury. 
because of like the laws of wrestling and the physics or whatever you wanted to call it. He never broke character once, and because he's uh, Brett Hitman. Oh yeah, yeah. Your yeah, favorite wrestler. There's yes. a there, there's very few instances of them uh, breaking character, but uh, and, and I forget who it was, but uh, there was a group of wrestlers that uh, called themselves the Click, and it wasn't it wasn't a wrestling thing. It was you know the guys backstage. You're not and talking the, about Shawn Michaels. Well, the, the Click, H, yeah, the Click Kevin was H, uh, you know Triple H, Scott Hall, one, two, and, you know mm-hmm. all them one two three Kid, Lightning Kid, Six Six oh, Pac, X Pac, whatever the hell you want to call him. Fifteen you know? different names. But these guys name. were really really tight, and I forget which one of them was leaving the organization for good. I want to say it was Kevin Nash or, was. or somebody because him and Scott Hall left at the same time, and uh, uh, Triple H at the time who was going Hunter Hearst Helmsley and uh, Shawn Michaels actually broke character for the last match of their buddy and you know congratulated them in the ring even though the other guy was supposed to be the heel and they were the hero you know they, they broke character and you know that's cool you know they were showing respect for you know what the guy had done you know for the sport and was moving on to a new thing but you know every once in a while they'll break character but not much right yeah I remember the, that show, by the way. It was an awesome episode. It was, uh, like you said, it was it was the Click, which was Nash, Hall, Michaels, and Triple H, and they all broke character. Was you know to to wish I think Hall and Nash. That's when they left and created the NWO in um, WCW. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They actually left Raw and then immediately kind of went in and did that, and it just yeah. And, and like still to this day, those guys are supposed to you know still be tight. You know with the you know. Some of the guys, you know, X-Pac or whatever you want to call him and uh, Scott Hall have both had, you know, numerous drug issues and, you know, they've been in and out of rehab, you know. But these guys stay tight and, you know, have each other's backs. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I was actually – yeah, you brought up the point about uh, about the injury that Brett uh, – that, uh, that uh, Hitman Hart had. It actually made number five in a, a cracked article that I was looking at for research for this. It's, uh, it's called Five Reasons Pro Wrestlers Are the Best Actors in the World by John Cheese. And number five was about the incident you were talking about. It was uh, – I'm just going to quote some of it. Uh, in the 90s, uh, Bret Hart was working a match against an opponent who went by the hopefully fake name of Dino Bravo. At Holy one shit, point, Dino Bravo. At one point, Dino was supposed to bump Brett off the side of the ring and into the steel railing. It's one of those wrestling moves that looks like it'd leave you in the hospital, but if you know what you're doing, you're fine. Hart had done this many times before. Uh, Bravo bumped Hart a little too hard, sending him off balance. When he landed on the railing, he broke his sternum and most of his ribs. So, kayfabe, he couldn't break character, even though. He was he was basically fighting to breathe. Yeah, and you know, and, Bret Hart was he he was he was so committed to not breaking character yeah. that you know him and Vince McMahon had a really tumultuous relationship where you know toward the end of it they really didn't like each other. And I want to say it was in a match against Shawn Michaels or somebody like that. It was Bret the- Hart was supposed to win, yeah, but McMahon went to the other guy and said, "You're winning the title tonight." unknown yeah. to Bret Hart. They wrestled the whole match, Bret Hart thinking he's going to win, yeah. and the other guy wouldn't lose. 
yeah. you know, and they he had to stay in character the whole time, and eventually had to take the pin because it wasn't playing out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. So he and got screwed on live television. Yeah. Without anybody ever knowing it, you know, it's like the you know the wrestling rules outside of wrestling. You know, you never know what's going to happen. It was the uh, it's the Montreal yeah the Montreal screw job is what it was. It was where. <laughs> Brett was was leaving, like you said, he was leaving the show. He was going to go to WCW, and he uh, had pissed off. Like he got, like it was like you said that they were just pissed off at each other. And it was because Brett wasn't willing to work it, you know, like he was supposed to. Like he wasn't cooperating with the yeah. system. He wasn't doing what's good for the business. It was just what was good for Brett. Uh, and so, like. Um, Vince pulled Hunter and Michaels aside and goes, hey, this dude's not playing business. And I think in the interview, Hunter stands up and goes, well, fuck him. If he can't, if he's not going to do business, then he's not going to do business. Which at that point in time, they had came up with a screw job, which is, like you said, where it wasn't going Brett's way. They put him in the, you know, the finishing move or whatever. And then Vince ordered the ringing of the bell, which gave Sean the title and which – you know, I think you remember quite clearly where he destroys the entire stage and Brett storms off and goes backstage and punches McMahon in the right. face. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, like yeah, you said. Every, every once in a while, real life bleeds through, you know, because sometimes, yeah. you know, and McMahon's always kind of seemed like a snake in the grass to yeah. me. You know, I, I don't know the man personally, but, you know, <laughs> he's basically on the level of a Larry Flint because he peddles smut for a living. Yeah. Well, that's a very... Yeah. <laughs> Damn good way to look at what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's accurate. I mean, what it, I mean, Make a solid point. Do, do you want your kids to grow up and and watch what is now sports entertainment and idolize anyone that's in this industry? Are we talking about The Rock coming back or? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's actually it's a good question, and I, I will elaborate on it once we get to uh, to actually talking about if does it hold the test of time? Yeah, because um, I do have some insight on that that I think is you know this would definitely affects my opinion of it now. Another uh, another good example of kayfabe. I was actually watching uh, watching the YouTube video of this uh, video of this earlier. And I watched an interview with the guy afterward. Uh, there was a a reality show called Tough Enough. Oh shit! I remember Tough Enough. Yeah, it was it was basically a reality show to see who uh, you know to whoever won the show was supposed to get a WWE contract. Maven was the guy who won the first one, and he and weird. look where he's the guy. At now. Right. Uh, this is a good uh, another good example of kayfabe. At one point, uh, Kurt Angle was doing a was doing a fight, and he called out all these guys from the show. And just, you know, whoever came up, whoever came up was supposed to, you know, was supposed to fight Kurt Angle. No, <laughs> fight in quotes. Uh, the only rule was they couldn't strike. It was strictly grappling. This guy was actually a mixed martial arts fighter. He was, uh, as a guy named Daniel Pewter, P-U-D-E-R. And the match lasted about 20 seconds before uh, the MMA fighter wrapped Kurt uh, wrapped Kurt Angle's arm up in a, an arm lock called a Kimura. It's actually a really dangerous arm lock. Yeah, you can I mean, I'm not familiar with it. I, I yeah, I've seen on some UFC fights and have some friends that talked about. He it. he locked Kurt Angle in a very real jujitsu hold that was you know that he could have snapped he could have snapped tendons, snapped bones. Anyway, the uh, the uh, the refs realized what was happening that you know that he was about to get his arm broken. But he had fallen on top of Pewter, so luckily they just both the both of the refs just hit the mat and counted one, two, three, real fast. 
just to, you know, to get it over with, make it look like he won so that anyone who didn't know what a Kimura looked like, you know, all they saw was him on top of, you know, I mean, Kurt Angle on top of this other guy. Pin, yeah, he, he won by pin. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but as soon as, as soon as he gets up, man, the, the hate and the anger in Kurt Angle's face is not in character. He's, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, he's kind of a dick, sure. But, <laughs> but, uh, he, when he gets up and he's talking to this guy who just put him in a very real arm lock, Kurt Angle knows what it is. Cause remember he, he did win the gold medal in the Olympics in wrestling. He is a very real wrestler. Yeah. He, he, him and, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Ken Shamrock. Oh yeah. 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 Ken, Ken Shamrock started out in the UFC and then he took his UFC shtick into the WWF and w one of the matches that he brought in and I don't think they've done since was they, they actually created an octagon and put it up near the entrance ramp for one of the pay-per-views and they had what they called I believe it was a Lion's Den match which was his MMA team was called the Lion's Den and uh, he fought somebody and you know they used the uh, the ultimate fighter thing for a little while but uh, it, it didn't go over too well because even in wrestling an ankle lock is pretty gay <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that was that was his signature move that was and that, his and, finisher and honestly even when he left wrestling and went back to the UFC oh, he no, still we're tried about, to we're talking about move. Shamrock or are we talking about ankle but Shamrock oh okay no, well, uh, Kurt Angle's uh, finisher was an ankle, ankle lock locks, well, yeah. yeah yeah sorry continue <laughs> no, I, but I think it's it's a it's an interesting point, and in, in, it's a little off topic. But we have an Olympic gold medalist, yeah, Kurt Angle. We have a UFC fighter, Ken right. Shamrock. We have Brock Lesnar, yeah, another world champion UFC fighter, who, who was uh, also an NCAA wrestler, uh, yeah. wrestling champion. Like he was actually yeah. had a pedigree in actual wrestling, uh, wrestling. Yeah, Shelton. Benjamin, I think, was the guy's name. He was another wrestler. Yeah, there he was, was a, a, uh, Bobby Lashley was supposed to be going into Now, Bobby uh, Lashley MMA. has already fought his first MMA fight, as well as uh, Dave Batista has gone oh. into uh, MMA. So, is that Batista where Batista went? That's, what, that's where Batista went, and it, it took them a couple of years to find him an opponent because – all these older guys are coming in, and they had this uh, organization called Strike Force, which was an MMA organization. And they started taking in all comers at one point. And Herschel Walker, the old Georgia running back, you know, he came in and fought, you know. And then they had Bobby Lashley and, and uh, Batista as uh, two of their bell cows for a while. But then it just didn't quite pan out because, I mean, these guys are big and strong, and they understand wrestling, but, you know. MMA is a whole different topic. Oh, yeah. Of course. You, you've got to be really skilled to get into that. So ask Brock Lesnar. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, now he's back in the wrestling. But hey, you know he was hell. He was a hell of a fighter, though. He won. Well, uh, he won a couple of fights. He only fought like I don't know how many fights did he have in the UFC. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I was just you know I'm dragging out the uh, I'm dragging out the UFC bit too long, but. Especially when you've got someone like Brock Lesnar, who was such a big thing in WWE and in UFC, it's so. it's just mind blowing. I think that that these calibers of of athletes, and we're and we're not talking you know sports entertainment athletes. We're talking bona fide medal winning championship yeah. status athletes, and, and, it, and it goes it says a lot for the actual entertainment industry or, or or the WWE that these type of talent was drawn to this. Now, granted, I mean, there's not really much further you can go after winning a gold medal 
in wrestling, you know, I, yeah. I'm not sure of a, something that's past that or something to do. I mean, that's a, a, a an achievement in itself, but to go to be drawn to, to the sports entertainment world is just is just mind blowing. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and you know, a lot of these, you know, ex football players, you know, when they get out of football with enough stamina left to do anything else, they'll go into wrestling. You know, Goldberg was a uh, football player. The Rock was actually on a uh, national championship winning Miami Hurricanes team, though really? he did not play. He Warren rode the bench. Sapp, oh. Was it Sapp who got in front of him, Warren Sapp, or was it – I can't think of the uh, – the, it was a big name perform. It was a big name um, – like defensive linemen who who replaced the rock they would battle for position during practice yeah and the rock just wasn't quite able to do it and you know brock lesnar actually played a season uh i think he actually made it into the regular season for the minnesota vikings and as big and strong and athletic as he was you know it, it goes to show that just because you're big strong and fast and just freakish you know you're not necessarily going to make it in a different sport you know when it came to football he couldn't block for shit you know, but he could pick a guy up and slam him. You know. Yeah, it's two different beasts. You're absolutely right. So, and you mentioned the KFAB and and how crazy these guys stay in character, right? And as yeah. an adult, you can see that. As a young kid, yeah. you don't understand what's going on. You're just like, holy shit, this guy's taking a beating, and he's just, you know, he's yeah. you know, wow, right? Um, you know, also one thing else I think we can think about now as we're a little older is like some of the ratings and 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 the money this thing yeah. has generated. I mean, AJ, you had an amazing point earlier tonight, um, prior to the show, where you were talking about you know the type of revenue this thing generated. Do you still have those stats on you? Uh, not in front of me right this second, but yeah, I mean, go ahead, if you wanted to, go pull them up. But it, yeah. it's 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 crazy to think about. It's not just a, a sport. It's not just something to watch any minute, anymore. This is an actual bona fide business. Oh yeah, and it has been for yeah. decades. Oh, I it's, mean, it's worldwide entertainment. I mean, you got to remember these guys don't just do it in the United States. Yeah. You know, they take it over to England, Germany, yeah. Japan. So this isn't like baseball, where the uh, world championship is just U.S. U.S. Yeah. baseball teams. No, I mean that's why. I mean, right. and, and you know some. Of these organizations actually broke it down. You'd have world heavyweight champion, then you'd have U.S. heavyweight champion or European intercontinental champion or whatever, and they'd break it down into divisions. You know, I did like that about WCW, how it had like the USA champion, yeah. the European championship, and then the world heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. I think Raw had the intercontinental, the WWF or WWE, mm-hmm. and then the tag and all that, right? Oh yeah. And I, I've got my stats in front of me now. The uh, the operating revenue of the WWE in 2013, $659.33 million. What, what's the website that's on? Yeah, I'm getting it straight from Wiki. Okay. Uh, total assets, uh, $3.372 billion. Total equity, $2.208 billion. Jesus. A profit of $99 million. Now, these are the 2013 statistics. I don't know if that is from January until present on, on the stats. If so, that would be fucking insane. It could be, it could be fiscal 2013, which would be technically last year. Right. So, but, that, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. With, yeah. with, so, with an operating way, income, I mean, their operating income is only $138 million with their assets being $3.3 billion. I, I, I find one of those facts just mind-blowing, right? We, we all have some type of business that we're a part of. Yeah. Um, but you know, to, to, to net a straight profit of $99 million. Mm-hmm. And, and let's just clarify for those who don't understand what profit means. But, I mean, that's yeah. – you've paid your power bill. You, you, you've paid your talent or, or, your, or your worker bees. Yeah. You've advertised. You've done all – you've – 
all of your overhead costs are paid for. Yeah. So you're to take $99 million and put that shit in the bank to save it for a rainy day. That's now, huge. Is that, is that just on the broadcast and the pay-per-views and stuff, or are we, we oh, bringing man, it's, in toys it's, and it's video far games region, and everything? Yes, it's going to be all okay. merchandising, you know, clothes, yeah. you know, videos and DVDs of their pay-per-views. Mm. You know, they're still getting people to pay $30, $40 a pay-per-view. Man, you know, I mean, they... And they the 30 cents I give them to watch the movie on Netflix. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they're absolutely killing it in merchandising, you know, and so many kids' toys. Which, and it's just, it just blows my mind that that's the type of juggernaut that this. We talked about ratings a little bit as well, and, and I'm, I've, I strongly remember this form of entertainment competing with football. Monday Night yeah. Football. Do you? I mean, do you, we all, we talk about the Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWF, but yeah. do we also talk about? But between the ratings war between Raw and Monday Night. Oh Football. shit! I I I strongly fucking remember them actually coming on stage and going, "Hey, guess what? I just want y'all to know, appreciate y'all tuning in last week. We beat Monday Night Football." <laughs> yeah, but I'd have to say if they beat Monday Night Football, it's probably because your Saints were playing. Wackety, Before Drew Brees, it could be possible. But, but I mean, you got to remember, uh, football is America's pastime. I mean, they say baseball is, but fuck baseball. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, the, the the WWE could never compete with with a Monday Night Football on a regular basis because right. football is far reaching. You know, it's something that you can send your kids to college to do. You know, if or your wrestling. kid wants to be a professional wrestler, you know, you're not gonna they're not gonna get a, a scholarship from Stanford or, or the University of Alabama or, or anybody, you know, for wrestling. You know? I, yeah. I wouldn't advertise it. I'd be like, I'm here for school and I'd be like, <laughs> like you, might why you, scho- you might get a scholarship from PBR. Yeah. Or PB, uh, <laughs> yeah, PBR. Yeah, Passable Yeah. But you make a good point. I mean, and these are the rare rare occasions when when the when those ratings would would lean toward the WWE side of things. But it, it goes to show the type of draw that the show had, especially around the Austin era, especially around the Attitude, um, the DX, the uh, NWO. We talked a lot yeah. about, but but all of those. But it, it just again, I mean, this is something that's that was it's it just became such a juggernaut and a beast. So, I mean, it kind of begs the question: How does it stack? Well. As as far as as far as how it stacks, before I give my 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 real verdict, man, and this is this is the one thing, the only thing that I can come up with that WWE has in common with our last show's topic, Voltron. Yeah, man, the act, uh, the the voice acting is just terrible. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> what I, you telling me? The you voice slept I- with Lita. <laughs> oh yeah like uh, it just it's it's so bad like just everything is so expository you know what i mean you you have to everything is just a a straight up this is what's happening right now you can see it happening but i'm gonna say it anyway well it's almost like um old-time radio yeah. where you you had no visual so they had to describe what was going on yeah. like I'm going to take the knife from you. And then, like, because you're listening to the radio, that's yeah. all you have to go on. You can't just make sounds of biffs and bashes and, yeah. and, and swooshes. You have to describe what's going on. But for some reason, they decide to do that anyway, even yeah. though it's wrestling and you can see it on TV. Yeah. I'm going to take my foot, turn that song bitch sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass. But but first, you have to shine it up. Oh, I forgot nice. about that part. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but, uh, 
the uh, yeah. So the 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 way they do their dialogue is just to me as as an adult, it's just atrocious. It's terrible. And uh, again, I got a lot of respect for these guys. They never break character. You know, we going back to kayfabe, but uh, well, I mean, I as far as uh, even ahead. even not just not just not breaking character. Like I um I watched the one of the matches between. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and I couldn't even attempt to lift Andre the Andre the Giant over my head. Oh God, no! And I mean, I'm, Hulk did it with a little bit of a little bit of help. I mean, it was mm. obviously it's partially acting, so Andre was giving yeah. a boost, but the dude still weighed almost 500 pounds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, an interesting fact about that match is that when Andre the Giant was on top, they let him have the championship for so long, and they put him up against Hulk Hogan in the title match. Well, Vince McMahon nor anyone in the world knew if Andre the Giant was going to lose the title or not because he was such a proud guy and such a nice guy and a staple in the sport. He was on his way out because of his gigantism. You know, he was he was dying a slow, painful death, you know. And even even Vince McMahon said when that match started, nobody in the arena knew who was going to win. Right. You know, because the only person that could know was Andre. Was he going to let Hulk slam him like that? You know, right. was he going to take the pin or was he going to throw him clear across the arena? Right. And, you know, luckily for, for everybody, I guess, you know. Uh, Andre decided, you know, he was going to go with the script that night and, and allowed it to happen and helped him because his body had deteriorated. Uh, you know, so bad at that point that he he couldn't stand to wrestle anymore. His back was killing him. You know, and uh, well, there was a point where in the middle of the match, uh, I don't remember if it was McMahon or what is the other dude's. Oh, he's such a horrible name. But everybody, he's one of the other announcers. I can't think of his name. Anyway, uh, it, one of them mentioned they said you know they were looking at uh, Andre the Giant and he was doing something to Hulk. I can't remember what it was. It was something that was, I think it was choking him and he was doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have five seconds or whatever it is. And they were like, you know, they, they said, what, I mean, all the ref can do is, is count. Like what's, what's 135 man, 135 pound man going to do against an almost 500 pound Goliath. Like there's, mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to hope that I'm just going to listen to the ref. Cause at that point, I mean, there's nothing he can actually do. Yeah. You just, he can hope that Andre's going to obey the rules at that point. Which, now, part of it's by, acting. By but. all accounts, Andre the Giant is just supposed to be the you know, the nicest person. Right. Well, you know, when was. he was. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. He's supposed he, to be just the yeah, nicest Yeah, he was supposed to be the sweetest ever. guy ever. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why it all worked out. Yeah. You know, he knew that he was on his way out even though he didn't want to be. You know, his, his disease took over and yeah. he could no longer perform. And if you watch that last match, you can watch how lethargic he is through the whole thing. You know, he's just – you almost you really feel bad for him, you know, because you can see he's struggling to do everything. He's he's half as as fast as he was. You know, go back and watch a match two or three years before when he was in his prime, yeah. and then you watch that last match. I, I guess that was his last match. I, I don't know that factually, I, no but idea. that was that was one of his last ones, and it was just so it was sad to watch. You know, the guy yeah. couldn't run anymore. You know, when he'd do a slam, it was completely telegraphed, and you yeah. could see it coming from a mile. away way but supposed to be a really good guy so long story short i like i like the acting i hate the dialogue uh yeah i gotta respect the acting though uh now i think we've uh we've blue balled this long enough uh let's get uh, let's get around to how it actually stacks how does it stack up i believe in my professional opinion that it stacks 
I, I, it thoroughly enjoyed the research, except for watching the new shit um, that was that's on now currently. Um, I fucking loved it, man. You you love you love watching the stuff that was yeah that right when you were right. I mean, yeah. So yeah, we're not not current the sentimental stuff. Yeah, Yeah, like you know, we, we talked about it on Voltron where I was so excited to. To do the research for the show, and then I watched everything, and I was like, "Well, shit, that's fucking blue." Yeah. <laughs> and with this, it was like I honestly felt myself like kind of glued to the TV again. Like I knew what was going to happen. I yeah. completely, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw everything you know mapped out before it ever happened. You know, watching it again, and it, the shock value, the awe value wasn't yeah. there, but I just remember like, man. Yeah. A lot of fun. I remember really there's watching a, that, and there's and, a lot of nostalgia to it. Man. Oh yeah, and 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 you know we mentioned it earlier, AJ. You're like, how would you feel having your child watch this show? And and as it is now, I I don't understand it. I mean, I, I watch it and I'm like, ah, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, there's so much bright and pink fucking sparkly dudes. I don't understand what's happening. Mm. But I, I've also been out of the loop for freaking five years. You right. know, when my son gets to that age and maybe he watches it, it, it might be different. Now, granted, you know, I'm not going to let him watch like, you know, a guy try and have sex with a chick in a bed on national TV. Mm-hmm. But he, I, I will definitely if he's into it, you know, I'll, I'll totally support it. I mean, so, it, it's got to be better than the Jersey Shore. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. So for for my professional opinion from dangerous John's of you, it's Dax. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, man. Uh, so mine. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence, but I know that's not an acceptable answer. It's not. So I'm. Uh, oh man, like again, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on some parts of it, and I'm I'm not with you on others. Uh, the uh, the old stuff. I will say I had a lot more fun with the research for this than I did for Voltron. Oh, oh watching yeah. Voltron for me was was kind of a chore. Torture <laughs> I, is a good word. Torture. Yeah. I mean, and and again, I know I, I said it stacked. I, because I didn't watch it when I was a kid. Right. But uh, this, I, I did have a lot of fun with the uh, uh, with the research for it, doing you know like Raw's hundred greatest moments. And that was a lot of the, fun. The wasn't top it? fifty finishing moves. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, the top fifty finishing moves is a lot of fun. Did you get to number one? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one coming. You'll appreciate the number one, AJ. Oh yeah. And that's uh, the bottom line. Oh yeah. Well, but, see, uh, on the list I checked, that was not number and, one. Yeah, it was. Uh, on, no, it's it's a movie on Netflix. Oh, oh okay. Uh, 50, I, I checked a different greatest. website. Yeah. I, I think the stunner was like number seven. Oh yeah. What was number one on the website? Uh, I'm sorry, Gabe. We're totally yeah. interrupting your bit. Sorry, I know Moon Salt was number three. The Moon Salt. The Moon Salt was really? number three. I, I forgot what number one was. That's tra- eh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think number three on the movie was uh, Sweet Chin Music. Number that was number yeah it was up there it I know the, there. the pedigree was number two I think and the stunner yeah. was number one no 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 it went uh, it went pedigree number three tombstone pile driver for number two and then stone cold stunner number one oh yeah it did didn't it yeah the pile driver that's what now Austin's career I, I always have and I always will love yeah. the video games. I love the video games oh, for wrestling. Oh shit, the video games are amazing. They're so much fun and I I've, I've always loved those cuz you can just ruthlessly beat someone and just just and uh, throw them through stuff, throw them through tables, through cages. And it's so much fun. Yeah. So I love that. That absolutely stacks up. I never stopped liking the games. But uh as far as actually watching it, like my 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 bar for how it stacks is will I watch this again 
for my own personal recreation. And I got to say no, because I'm not, I'm never going to dig up the old wrestling stuff and watch it on Netflix. Again, I enjoyed the research. I had fun and I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm boxing myself into a corner here, but I, uh, cause who knows? I might, I might pick it back up and watch one episode, but again, I'm on the fence. I'm leaning toward no, I'm, but it's a it's a light no. It's a barely no. It's a soft. No. Yes, it's a very very. It's soft a flaccid. No. It's a flaccid. <laughs> Speaking of which, so uh, you know, like I said, it's a it's a soft no for me. Uh, but now we get to go to our uh, our our guest, who's actually our first guest on this show. Yeah, congratulations, teabaggins. Uh, You've actually set the bar quite high. You've been teabagged. Yeah. <laughs> So, T-Baggins, what's your rating on how it stacks? <laughs> Willis is well, a pirate I'd, I'd, now. I'd have to say, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly, I, you guys, I didn't do any research yeah. uh, for this because I'm, you know, a Because well of your encyclopedic knowledge. knowledge. It's insane <laughs> what, what's in my head that's completely fucking useless. But I'd say, you know, when it comes to the old stuff, you know, I'd have no problem, you know, getting on Netflix or something tonight yep. and, and watching some, some WrestleManias or something from the early 90s era, yeah. you know, British Bulldog and, you know, stuff like that. It, it was good. But uh, will I ever turn on a new Monday Night Raw and try to seriously follow the storylines? Oh, hell oh, no. Oh, hell no these guys <laughs> these guys are ridiculous now you know uh but i mean as far as the old stuff you know what i grew up on you know million dollar corporation with yeah. ted dibiase i would love to watch that again you know if, if they can make a best of you know of certain wrestlers and yeah. and you know actually play through some of the storylines you know I'd, I'd be interested in uh in watching that but and I uh, think, nothing I think past that's like why, i think that's why i've got such a soft no on it is that I like the old stuff, but the new stuff just kills it for me, man. Oh, by the way, no one has said it during this entire podcast. I must say, we have recently lost a legend in the industry from our local area. Mr. Paul Bearer oh, has really? passed Dude, away. That's right. I heard asshole. about that. And he... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm so sorry to interrupt your sentimental moment. I, I don't that, know, I don't that know was, the guy. That was, a, that was, a, that was a, a really nice moment that you just fucked up, John. <laughs> I'm so sorry. AJ, you can have the floor again. Well, well T-Bag might have to drop by. His <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're getting a visit from T. Baggins. So later I, I've tonight. met Paul Bear, and I tried to approach him one time, and I was, and I walked up, and I, I was, hey, I'm pretty sure I've seen you before. I, I don't know how to address That's this. That's the dude. funniest fucking looking guy on the planet. Right. I don't know how to address this guy, so I walk up and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And like, I haven't. I'm sure I've seen you before. I'm pretty sure I, you know, a big part of my childhood. And he's, he goes. I know you've seen me before. I'm on the damn cover of that movie. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, apparently, well, yeah, you're, you're, you're on the cover. And he's like, I'm on the movie. Quit wasting my time. <laughs> at which part, I'm, I'm standing here at, at, at work. I don't know how to respond to this guy who's just blatantly going off on me. And he's terrible, terrible, you know, like gay fem, whatever. This fucking dude was nuts. But he's like, I'm Paul Bear. And he like, <laughs> grabs his shit and storms out. Doesn't buy a fucking thing, and as he's leaving, he just he turns and gives me a look like Paul Bear, and fucking takes off, and that was it. I was, I, <laughs> Tell me he didn't have the most awesome fucking.
fucking epic turkey neck going Dude, on. Dude, that shit was like, like you, you could watch his face to see what he was saying, but your attention was drawn. To fucking jiggle right That's below how his I knew chin. what he was saying. It was almost like vibrations. I could see <laughs> the vibrations in his neck, and I knew the words that he was saying. Some people can re- uh, some people can lip read. Uh, others people uh, you other can read jowl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so I do apologize about your your sentiment a moment. It, it is tragic. He, oh, I, I mean, I, I never met the guy. He, he could be the biggest asshole for you know for all was. I know. But I just know he was <laughs> he was from this area. So I I actually, I'd give there's a, a lot of there's out. a lot of wrestlers that are from this area. Supposedly, uh, yeah. So yeah uh, supposedly, uh, supposedly, Doink the Clown them, yeah, Doink is the clown somewhere where, uh, in the lives area. out in Westmobile, like Sims Wilmer area. Do you think Dink uh, is still following him? Who? No, no. Oh, Dink. really? Dink. Yeah. Okay. I, there was I didn't hear Doink you. the clown and Dink yeah. the clown. Yeah. Dink, Dink and Doink. Doink. They were a, right. they were a tag team. Oh, and, and just just for because you guys would never know this because you have better lives than I do. But <laughs> in uh, one of the Survivor series in the in the mid nineties, they had a uh, uh, like a six man or eight man tag match, which was all Doinks versus a diverse uh, uh, selection of of bad guys. And the Doinks were, you know, you had the regular Doink, and then you yeah. had the Bushwhackers who yeah. were dressed up as Doink. And then, like, one other guy. And it was awesome because they all put him in the clown makeup and made him, you know, feel kind of retarded. But good stuff. Look it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I damn sure will. Now that you've mentioned doink, that shit's going to be on, like, speed dial for my Six internet. doinks <laughs> in one match. So, uh, basically, basically like we're, we're all in agreement. Board. We're all in agreement that we all hate the new stuff. But the old stuff is still pretty tolerable and pretty watchable. Right? I definitely, I, I think the old stuff stacks. I will watch it again. Uh, it will be for like, you know, hey, check this out. Yeah. You know, type shit. But yeah, it stacks. Basically, we're we're all in agreement. That's the first time that's happened. Yep. Admittedly, it's only our second show. Yours was a very flaccid. Night. Yeah, mine, mine was very soft. Mine was a very soft no, but it was because I agreed with what you guys were saying. Yeah. You know, that the old stuff was it was still watchable, but the new stuff was just terrible. Yeah, it's 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 awful. <laughs> so basically, that's uh, that's how it stacks. Yeah, that's a wrap. So uh, we will be back again next time. Thank y'all for listening. Appreciate oh, yeah. you guys. Oh, and uh, uh, be sure and hit us up oh, on uh, yes. Uh, hit us up on geek-io.com slash howitstacks. Okay, and you can also hit us on uh, uh, on Twitter. Twitter.com slash howitstacks. We also have the uh, the Google Plus thing, which is howitstacks. Um, we'll also have a Facebook page up sometime this week. Um, but again, like if you guys feel free to tweet us, uh, email us. Um, let yeah, us know give your us, thoughts. Give us some show ideas. Yeah, if you guys have a show idea you want us to do uh, or, or some feedback on a previous show, whatever, we'll talk about it and read it and shout it out. So hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, saying uh, saying good night. This is, uh, this is How It Stacks. My name's Willis. I'm JD. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.